Welcome to Stories I Didn't Tell Last Sunday. I'm Doug McAllister for Journey Fellowship Church, and today my guest is my longtime friend, Pastor Scott Holmes. Wow, what a joy. What a Dude, joy. You know, Scott, they say that uh, it takes a long time to make an old friend. Yeah. And you and I have qualified yep. old friends. We, we go back to Bible college together. Even though we weren't friends in Bible college, right. we ran a parallel track together. Yep. So our lives have been like paralleling each other for 40 years now, which is, you know, interesting that our our life kind of turned that, that we, way. We do go back, have some interesting uh, common experiences we shared. We do. Though we didn't know each other at the time. We were having the same exact life. <laughs> but I think those common uh, experiences that we shared brought us when we actually did meet later in the nineties. It 90s, was like we knew each other. It was like, man, we've been <laughs> it was like, we've been living the same life. Like I was there, so was I. <laughs> yeah. I saw that, so did I. <laughs> it was like, oh my gosh, we live the same life. I felt that way. Yeah, so, so did I. Yeah, so did I. <laughs> yeah, so we were at Bible college together. Right. You and I both went to Jimmy Swagger Bible College right. back in the eighties when it first opened. Yeah. We were like, were, the, were we the first class? Eighty six. I got there a couple years after the first class. Yeah. So I was there eighty six. 87 and yeah. 80 to 86 to 88. I think I went to end of 85 and 86 is when I was there. It's okay. Been a long time, but yeah, we, we crossed paths, though yeah. we were both married at the time. We were. We were non traditional students. You know, yeah. we're, we're, I like to say you're a little bit older than I am, but and actually we're the same age. No, you're older than me. Oh, I'm older Let's than you. Let's just keep this right. You were born in August. <laughs> oh, that's right. Yeah. And I was born in October. Okay. So you got three months on me, man. Oh, you're yeah. like the grandfather yeah, of the relationship. The, the, yeah. the senior statesman here. <laughs> You'll be 60 this year. Right. And I'll be 60 uh, a few months later. Okay. So we, yeah, we we go back 40 years almost together. Born the same uh, year. So we went to Jimmy Swagger Bible College. Uh, you earned a uh, an associate's. Right. I had came from uh, uh, working in the oil business a couple of years. My family's oil and gas business right. from North Shreveport. And I had uh, gone to Centenary College right. uh, there in Shreveport and uh, obtained a a uh, geology degree yeah. worked a couple of years there was that a, was that a bachelor's a bachelor's degree yeah you, you had a bachelor's in geology right fully intending on following your dad exactly and into the all business and went to uh denny duran's church and his dad's church rodney duran the right. legend the went there apostle and just the 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 because Phenomenal. It still is a phenomenal church. It still is. Yeah. And the closer, though, Karen and I were raised in church. Both yeah. both of us were raised in church. Yeah. But the closer we just got to the Lord yeah. during those mid eighties, yeah. uh, man, the Lord was doing some crazy things in Louisiana yeah. at that time. That's great, a lot going on. great yeah. things. Marvin yeah. Gorman was in New Orleans. Yeah. Jimmy Swaggart in Baton Rouge. Yeah. Ronnie Duran in Shreveport. I mean, yeah. the, Rad, the Radkeys were over in the, the West, West Bank. Bank. Yeah. I know, man. We just had. Some legendary church planners. The guy that was in a uh, um, Glad Tidings was yeah. building a mega church at the time. It was just, right, right. It was just a great season of church planning. Man. Uh, it, was, it, was it was amazing. So much stuff going on. So you finished centenary. Yeah, and worked for a couple of years in the oil business. Yeah. And uh, my degree was in petroleum geology. But again, felt really called to. Uh, at that time, about 1985, the Lord used a little a little track from. You remember Keith Green back in the day? Man, he, he used to give me nightmares, bro. <laughs> I listened to his music. I felt like I am not worthy to be in the same world as yeah. Keith Green. So he put out a track through yeah. his ministry, Last Days Ministry. Oh, yeah, I remember it. And uh, got I used a little, to read them all. Little track, yep. And mm -hmm. uh, this was a little threefold track, and and it yeah. said, "Why you should go to the mission field." Whoa. And I got that. It's just amazing what yeah. God can use to get yeah. your attention. Right. You know, he knows how to speak our language. Yeah, he does. And uh, for some... Remember, remember that line that Keith was saying in his concerts? Everybody should go 
to the mission field unless God tells you to stay. Right. Man, that is radical. Right. Bro. We're right. going to send 97% of the church to the mission field and yeah. 3% stay. So he was that kind of Yeah, it was so counterculture because we say, Lord, tell me to go. And he's right. like, no, it's the opposite. God needs to tell you to stay. Yeah. Yeah. So you got that track. Yeah. You got called to go. Through through that that written track. Yeah. And uh, Kara came home one evening and uh, she was a nurse and I I was already at home. I, uh, we were having dinner. I slid that track across the table. And I said, uh, babe, I want you to read this. And uh, she came back about 20 minutes later and she's like, what does that mean? Mm. And uh, so what do you think it means? And she said, I think it means... God's calling us to the mission field. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. A little emotional, sorry. But uh, you just you never know when God is going to radically change your Before world. You knew. You kn- Through a little track. <laughs> it was just Sometimes amazing. God just speaks so clear. Yeah. In those small ways. It just, it, it, that, that moment changed the trajectory of our life. Wow. Wasn't at a church altar. Wouldn't listen to somebody through a spoken word. It was a just track tra- that track. dinner that you didn't even read together. You all read it separately. Changed our world. Heard the same thing. So you decided to go to Bible college. We sold everything, gave everything away, yeah. laid it up, went to Bible school a few months later. Did y'all live in Baton Ridge? We did. We did. Did you get an apartment or where did you We have? lived uh, near uh, Care Work, which is now Ochsner Clinic, there, yeah. or Ochsner Hospital. Right. She was a nurse and she worked the night shift and, yeah. and, uh, uh, we had one child at the time, and then that was Josh. Yeah, yeah. and we had later had Brittany was, while while he, in Baton Rouge. He was a baby. He was the baby, oh, and uh, so off we went to Bible school. Yeah, and and, and what was your um, study in Bible college? Missions. So you went straight into missions. Yeah, straight into missions. I never honestly, yeah. Doug, envisioned ever pastoring yeah. in the America. It was like, we're leaving. <laughs> we're, you know, out of here, bro. we're going. <laughs> Let's on go a, some lost people. That's right. Yeah. And uh, so we just uh, spent a decade. Just uh, after we got out of Bible school and uh, did a little training here, pastoral training, and yeah. off off we went. And, you know, Keith Green wrote a book, to go back a, a few paces. Keith Green wrote a book, or maybe his wife did after he died. I don't remember which. It's called No Compromise. Yeah. You know, and it's kind of lifestyle he lived. But Keith Green was kind of so radical that I'm not even sure if Keith Green could measure up to Keith Green. Right, You know, because yeah. he was just so radical for Jesus. But it, the impact that he had, and sometimes you need that, that culture pusher to go too far yeah, just to get you to go enough, you that, know? That's so true. And he was kind of that guy that just went way, way, way right. extreme. Right, You know, unfortunately, he died in a plane crash in, what, 83? Yeah. He and this, one of his sons, and it was just, you know, uh, the Christian world was just heartbroken. Right. It's it like losing, you know, Billy Graham. Yeah, he was a hero. He definitely yeah. was a hero. Yeah, he was a, he was Radical. a world changer, man. Yeah. So, and he wrote that track that changed your, your world. <laughs> you woke up and face off in Baton Rouge, Louisiana, <laughs> yeah. going to Jimmy Swagger Bible College. Yeah. You studied miss- missions. Right. You know, you, you know, we were fortunate there because Jimmy Swagger was such a world uh, influencer. Right. He brought in missionaries. From all over the no, world. No, it was it was at that moment uh, of history the place to be. Yeah. When Karen and I felt led, maybe the same for you and Rachel. When yeah. we felt led to go to Bible school, we yeah. we didn't even entertain another thought. That was the place to go. Us too. Yeah, it, 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 I, I never even looked anywhere else. Right. Well, every chapel was like you were sitting in 
you know, with the 12 apostles yeah, because the who, the who's who of... they brought in everybody that was somebody, man. Right, right. You know, uh, one time I was on my way to chapel and was chapel Monday or Tuesday. I don't remember. I think yeah. it was Monday morning. Yeah. So anyway, chapel was like at 10 o'clock and it, you, you had to go. It was a grade. Had to wear a tie. You had to wear a tie. You had to wear uh, a <laughs> lace up shoe. There was a lot of requirements. So I'm on my way to chapel uh, and I'm carrying my Bible, and I'm, I am I get on the elevator to go down because I had a class on the second floor, and we walk across the parking lot to the chapel, and this old man gets in the elevator with me. He was probably in his 60s, which is not that old now that I'm 60. <laughs> but back, back then, then, he seemed like ancient. he was ancient, man. Yeah. He was like, he's a thousand years old, man. So he gets in the elevator with me, and he's dressed very humbly. Yeah. You know, he had on like uh, like green pants and uh you know a collared shirt short sleeve and his shoes are kind of scuffed up i thought maybe he was a gardener yeah i thought maybe he was work, working for their maintenance crew i didn't know who he was so he gets on he pushed a button and he said good morning i said good morning and he, he, he said you're a student i said yes sir and uh, so we talked all the way through the hallways of the of the, of the academic building across the parking lot into family worship center I walk in, and I at that time we had like 1,500 or so mm-hmm. students. I walk in. I got to try to get close to the front as possible. I'm thinking, where did the old man go? I, I lost him. I looked up. He's standing on the stage next to Jimmy Swaggart. And my thought is, oh, he's going to get in trouble up there. I need to get him off the stage before he kicks him off. Because, <laughs> you know, you don't go on the stage unless Security. Jimmy bites you. Yeah. you know? uh, so I'm like, it's the old man. And then when Pastor Jimmy got up to uh, introduce him, he said, our speaker today is Mark Buntain. Oh, Wow. Dude, I started crying, man. Wow. I was in, I was in the elevator with Mark Buntain. <laughs> and, you know, I spent, One of, one I of spent, our greatest missionaries ever. Of all time. Yeah. You know, he's Mother Teresa of the Assemblies of God. Yeah. You know? So that that just left me changed because he didn't say I'm Mark Buntain. You know, he, he could have said his name. Yeah. And, you know, it's like talking to royalty, you know, because mm-hmm. he moved to India in 1958. And yeah. built um, a hospital, a church, a school, school feeding tens programs. of thousands yeah. of people to the faith. You know, he was a legend, man. And I'm thinking, what a humble guy. Mm. You know, and he got to preach that message, man. It was like, oh, hung on every word he said. Man. Yeah, so, so good. good. Yeah. You know, that's so of, many, so many rich experiences. I know. Yeah, Rich Wilkerson yeah. came. Yeah. <laughs> rich was there. <laughs> yes. It was fun. Speaking of Rich, yeah. yeah. We saw Dave, Dave Wilkerson came. Dave Wilkerson, man. Yeah. That I was scared to death that yeah. day. I'm telling yeah. you, Dave Wilkerson scared me because he's like he's a prophet or yeah. was a prophet, yeah. man. When he yeah. spoke, you were like, Where's the altar? Right. I need to get to the altar, get right with just Jesus. Man. On a weekly basis, yeah. just exposed to so much powerful anointed ministry. I that helped I think it helped formulate again. It really did. You know, one of those times we we like we stated we didn't know each other but, but we were there but we were there shared experience you remember jim rents he was a co-pastor mm-hmm. of Family Worship yeah he he, he he later became a great friend he did me too. and it's still even you know before he passed those years that we would sit down and have a meal together mm-hmm. and you just like well i can't believe i'm jim rents friend i know right i had <laughs> the same feeling had, we yeah. esteemed those guys yeah, so because high. he pastored the yeah. largest church in america at one time yeah the largest, he was the pastor of it. And uh-huh. now, so after he retired, he, he went to another church and went yeah. down to Healing Place or somewhere. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, he got my number from somebody there that knew me. And I got a phone call from a number. And so I answered it. And yeah. uh, he said, hello, this is Jim Rents. <laughs> I went back to being 19 or 20 again, yeah. scared. To, oh, my God, this is Pastor Jim. I don't know what to say. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know how to answer the phone even. I said, uh, you got the right number, Pastor Jim? He said, is this Doug McCallister? I said, yes, sir. He said, I need you to help me with something. I said, 
you ask it, man. Uh-huh. I'll do whatever you ask me to do. So he said, now save my number. Huh. I'm going to call you. I got a big project for you to get involved in. Huh. And look, every time Jim would call, you know, it was That's like, so good. Jim Rents is calling me. <laughs> he knows my name. You know, it's just that kind of it was of life. It was uh, a 30 years from yeah. that moment of us being yeah. students there. Uh, so 2018, I was going through Baton Rouge, happened to be a Wednesday night, right. and I thought, I'm just going to stop and yeah. go to church right. there. And uh, so I, wa- I walked into Family Worship Center. Oh, you did? So I walked into the building, Yeah. and uh, it hadn't changed much since we, really? we had left. So you got was, the red carpet with the little yeah, thing designs and on just, it? Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah, so now they've updated it since then, yeah. but back in 2018, walking through, it's having a little bit of deja vu, like yeah. crazy, and then... Uh, Jim was still alive at the time, didn't go to that church, but yeah. uh, uh, as Brother Swagger was there, he, he noticed me and invited me to come sit on the platform with them. So I'm up there. I have my, I'm 20 years old again, 25 yeah. years old. I'm sitting up sit there thinking, the this is like the strangest feeling uh, yeah, ever. Man. You get to sit on a platform yeah. with Brother Jimmy. So when I left the yeah. The uh, auditorium later that evening, I text Jim Rents as a bro. I sit in your chair tonight. <laughs> <laughs> hey, was that phone real on the stage? I think so. I used yeah. to wonder, like, why does Brother Jimmy need a phone? Who's he talking stage? to? Who is he calling? Yeah, sound, sound guys <laughs> complaining. He pizza? <laughs> He's talking to the sound booth complaining. Man, it was so high tech back then to have a phone on oh, the stage. Yeah, yeah. And they all, the whole, all the senior staff sat on the stage yeah. at that time. Jimmy that was back and, in the day. I know. That was the deal, bro. Yeah. Big red high back chairs <laughs> like you're, you're the crown prince of England, you know. But uh, yeah. great days. Fun man. times. I know, right? Fun so you time. graduated JSBC with uh, a another degree. Missions, yeah. Missions. Yeah, yeah. And then you left and went back to Shreveport. Went to Ruston and helped the church there establish. Right. We established Chi Alpha at Louisiana Tech. Yeah. So we were there a couple of years until I got my... At Louisiana Tech? Yep. I don't know you pioneered uh, Chi Alpha then. Mm. Dude, you have done so much, man. Yeah. So I was, Louisiana, I was a that's, Louisiana Tech Chi Alpha director. That's so great. Isn't that bro. crazy? <laughs> How'd I miss that part of your story? That's so crazy. It was just a brief part. So two, okay. two years there, yeah. though. And so great time. And, yeah. and also worked there in the church in Ruston and help yeah. those folks and and then the lord just we're just waiting on an open door where to go what to do right. and uh uh through uh, just a phenomenal missionary similar to mark buntain yeah. though uh sam sasser yeah. another great john of the faith spent right. his life in micronesia right <clears throat> planted more than 200 churches all through micronesia micronesia is that is that islands like an island nation? island yeah. if uh towards so hawaiian islands all that is yeah. polynesian right if you go closer uh, between there and Guam, you get into yeah. the, the Micronesia. The Micronesian, but, but, yeah. but they're islands. It's a islands. chain of islands, is mm-hmm. what I thought. Yeah. yeah. How many people live in the Micronesian islands? Well, multiple islands, multiple countries. Yeah. But we lived in the Marshall Islands. So that's so, part of the Micronesia. Mm-hmm. So there's like 7,000 islands wow. that are part of the Marshall Island 7, chain. 7,000? Yeah, yeah. How'd you pick Marshall Islands? Of well, all? because Sam Sasser heard that we were called to missionaries yeah. and we were, we were on like a a holding pattern because of a variety of challenges that were happening in the late eighties in Louisiana in missions. Yeah. Yeah. And he gave us an opportunity to uh, just, just to go the more, Hey, Scott, I know you called to missions, go there and be a little boot camp and get some Hmm. cross-cultural training. And we got an opportunity for you to go. So, excuse me. 
what was amazing is that he had connections with the Marshallese government. So in, in a, what normally takes missionaries months and months and months to raise their uh, support, he says, Scott, if you'll go, spend some of your time teaching in school, teach English to the Marshallese, the Marshallese government will pay you. Wow. So uh, the church ended up giving us a place to stay. The Marshallese government paid us. Wow. Uh, my home church and Kara's home church uh, pitched in to raise the rest of our support. Oh, really, in a matter of, of days, we had all of our support, what normally wow. takes 14 to 16 months. Right. You did it in a few days. Mm-hmm. And y'all were on a plane to the Marshall Islands. Yep. So the, so the moment we said yes to, to uh, raising our support, you know, getting everything we needed to get done yeah. and uh, selling everything, packing right. everything, giving everything away again. Right. You know, it was just a matter of two months. But that, by that time, till we were landing in the Marshall Islands. You got to tell the story about <clears throat> Sister Duran calling you in. Yeah. Just give, I'm not, I know it's a long story. Yeah. But just give us the, the brief version of this. So it's a beautiful part of it. After, after th- those two years in the Marshall Islands, yeah. We came back because we knew that wasn't a long term. Right. right. And uh, Sister Duran asked us at that moment, who she was the head chancellor of uh, Evangel. Uh, Evangel there right. in Shreveport. She said, Scott, won't you teach for us? Yeah. And uh, I was like, Sister Duran, I'm not a teacher. She said, yeah. well, just teach for us because uh, you have a degree in geology. You can yeah. teach earth science and whatnot. So, so uh, you know, Sister Duran has a way. Yeah. I'm persuading you, Absolutely. you know, and uh, so in thinking about it, praying about it, I came back to him, Sister Duran, I'll do it on one condition, that, you know, we're called to missions, and if, uh, if the Lord opens the door, then uh, for us to, for our next assignment overseas, you'll you'll release us, yeah. and everything will be great. She said, oh, you know, sweetie, no problem. Yeah. If, uh, if the Lord calls you, he's going to supply someone else. Yeah. So I taught there for eight months yeah. from uh, August until January. Yeah. But I had taken a trip on my break in November to Siberia wow. with the invitation of an individual. And it was 1992, perestroika, glasnost, mm-hmm. the communist. Everything was changing. Everything was changing. Yeah. They were opening up to Westerners. So we went in 1992 in the winter. So it's quite interesting for uh, somebody who lived in the Marshall Islands, four degrees above the equator yeah. for two years. I didn't own a coat. And it was hot. I wore, I'm like you. I wore flip-flops every day. Yeah. It was hot too, man. <laughs> hot. Yeah. And uh, so the guy wanted me to go to Siberia in the wintertime. Mm-hmm. And uh, so so that, that was an interesting challenge. It's a radically... <laughs> different place to it kind go. of shows you the lord has a great sense of Boy, humor so when we came back though i got an invitation from the some of the missionaries there to say, scott come help us mm-hmm. so when uh it took us you know a couple of weeks to process that pray through that and once we got a green light from the lord just went to sister drawn and said i i think it's time i think i think yeah. the lord's opening the door mm-hmm. and uh he said, Scott, that's so interesting because a week ago, a lady came down from Arkansas. They were relocating to Shreveport. She asked if we had any openings in our science department. Just like she said, God always So the provides. Lord did that. And then, then the next statement was, Evangel School is going to pay your salary oh the whole time you're in Russia. They paid our salary. I got two checks a week, just like I was working there as a school because she said two a month, huh? two a month yeah. excuse me, yeah. uh, because we want to sow into your ministry because we believe from evangel, we're going to raise up 
uh, ministers and missionaries. So they supported us. Raise your whole budget in one person. Well, we had a little bit left. Yeah. So I was leaving her to go talk to, to her husband, Brother Duran, at yeah. the church. And uh, I went and chatted with him for a minute. And uh, it just so happened that she ended up over there at the, in the same mm -hmm. office, didn't yeah. know she was coming. And uh, she said, what, what are you here for? And I said, well, I'm here to tell Brother Duran, you know, how much we need and, and mm -hmm. uh, our, tell him about our vision. And she said, well, how, mu how much more do you need? And I told her the amount. And she looked at her husband and said, oh, Pastor, I think we can handle that from the church. So within a, oh within a couple of hours, our entire budget was raised. And uh, okay, that's just unheard of, man. Yeah, so I know people have taken two years to raise a budget, yeah, in a day. He did it in a few hours. So, my wife had she's still working as a nurse, so she's she when we came back from the martial arts, she went back to nursing. And and uh, because we lived in the states for, for those eight months, she'd worked all night, but but it was early in the morning. Yeah. I was so excited, yeah. I called and woke her up, <laughs> said, Babe, we're on our way to Siberia. <laughs> Why is this a dream? <laughs> I've been up all night, yeah, so, man. Some people get sent to Siberia, and we went there, yeah. you know, gladly. Yeah, some people don't want to go, <laughs> yeah. but you volunteered. <laughs> yeah. Well, that was um, that was a great part of the story. Uh, I love what happened while you were in the Marshall Islands. You had to transport between islands in yeah. a little boat. Yeah. And uh, Josh and Brittany were little kids at the time. Oh, my, yeah. So tell that story about <laughs> you and Kara putting your little kids in a boat to go from island to island. We, we lived on an island uh, where our house was that was a mile and a half long. Yeah. So kind of get that into your mind. That's tiny. And 300 yards wide. Oh, my word. So that's it. It's a football that's, field wide. Yeah, so that's it. Mile and a half long. You can see the whole island, but oh, yeah. at one look. So, so we lived in a little fourplex. We lived on the top floor of a fourplex. So out of one side, we lived on the lagoon side. And then if you go to our bedroom side and look out, you can see. You can see the other island, the other, the other side of the island. So <laughs> both sides uh, of the lagoon. So side. it was tiny. Very, it wasn't the Marshall Island. Yeah. I mean, it wasn't the Hawaiian Islands yeah. at all. So yeah. it's a very coral coral reef. So, right. uh, so to to go and minister, you know, we would get in a boat, a little small boat, about sixteen foot boat with a hundred twenty. You know, horsepower, Evan Rude motor, no life jackets, no paddles. First right. time I was out there with the guys, I'm like, Lord, please. I know the Bible says, Thou shalt not tempt the Lord your God. I knew this so, has got to be wrong. I, this is none of my doing, you know. Yeah. Uh, so, and you were out in the open sea, right? Oh, yeah. It was yeah. like, what What water body of water is it's that? It's the Pacific Ocean. So, it's an ocean. Oh, yes. Which is known for, yeah. you know, it's just, waves. It's it was an amazing yeah. experience. And you're a sixteen foot boat. Yeah. And you're crossing how far Just, is it from one island to well, another? Well, and and it, there was certain islands that were closer, but when you when you took across the the you know a couple miles, two three miles across, I mean you hit some major waves. I can remember one time. The waves were so high, yeah. you know, we're just bouncing. And our kids oh. at the time, when we moved to the Marshall Islands, were four and two. Wow. So, you know, they probably were five and three at the time. So yeah. they're in the boat. The, the waves were so so high when it when we hit it jarred Kara's glasses off of our head into the, you know, into the ocean. Yeah, so I bet she's like, hanging on to her kids. Yeah. Huh? <laughs> It was some, uh, it kind of gives you a little, little bit of perspective of Paul when he writes yeah. about being shipwrecked. Yeah. And so, yeah. 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 Fun That's stuff. That's a great story. From there, you came back home, then wound up in 
Siberia, Siberia for how many years? We were there from 92 to 98. So you were a church planner. Church planner yeah. and uh, went you there. You planted what, one or two, and then they they planted one or two, and then yeah. before, you, before you know, you had a whole network of churches. It's it's very interesting because sometimes we, we just think we have to wait yeah. till we're we define ourselves as ready. Right. And uh, it wasn't but a few months into us being there. And you got to understand, all of our folks were were younger people, mm-hmm. and uh, they were first-generation Christians, been raised in communist mm-hmm. atheism. Wow. And so we're just trying to, to develop this, this core group of disciples. Yeah. Uh, our church was, was not even a year old mm-hmm. and not even 100 people, and the Lord started giving us a vision about using— our church is the hub to plant churches all through the Altai region of Siberia. And I'm thinking, Lord, we're, we're, you know, we're just a young bunch of, of, uh, of new believers. How big is the Altai? The Altai region of, of Russia or Siberia there is about the same landmass size of the state of Louisiana. Oh, so it's a big spot. Yeah. And, and only at that time, yeah. uh, back in 1992, mm-hmm. were there just one or two spirit-filled churches. Were they still part of the Soviet Union, or at least a crumbling empire? No, the, it was it, the the perestroika had had basically dismantled the Soviet Union. So this Union. is Russia. Now. This is Russia. Got it. So they were re, re they were transitioning back to uh, Russian. The democracy of, of yeah. Russia, you know. And what year is it? 92. Yeah, so who was the uh, leader of Russia at that time? Was it uh, Brezhnev? It was. No, Brezhnev was a communist. Yeah, yeah. It, it was it, uh, Boris Yeltsin? Gorba, Gorbachev, Gorbachev had yeah. given away to Yeltsin. So Yeltsin it was, was Boris yeah. Yeltsin. I knew it was one of those. Yeah. Boris Yeltsin, and he was trying yeah. to go full democratic. Yeah, they... Yeah. It's interesting how the Lord used both Gorbachev and Yeltsin to to really open up the country. Now we're unfortunately seeing some some backtracking in some of that area. Because Putin at that time was part of the KGB. Yeah. He was already in government, but he was part of the secret spy force or whatever. Right. And you were there for how long? Six years? Six years. Mm -hmm. And and how many churches did you guys plant in total? Well, from that first Barnall to, you know, our first few, we we ended up, as we were there, planting five churches. Those churches started planting churches. You know, Pastor Doug, it was it was like the the just the way you envision acts. Mm-hmm. You know, because it wasn't it wasn't a long uh setting where we went and stayed long periods of times. Yeah. We stayed in our hub in Barnall, trained, went it's I'm like the Apostle Paul going in yeah. some of those cases for three months, two months. Wow. So so those five began to plant and uh, so we ended up with a network of about 25 churches. Right, and they're all still active today. All still very active today yeah, and continuing churches. to plant churches. Yeah. And you also planted a Teen Challenge, right? Yeah, that was <clears throat> in the beginning yeah. phases. We uh, was was one of our major discipleship makers, and yeah. because of drugs were, and narcotics there was, was uh, so rampant, yeah. it was just a major impact of something we could offer yeah. the, the community in the city, it it showed the city that we were there to help and bless. So we would yeah. start these teen challenge centers, and in our first ten churches, eight of our pastors were teen challenge graduates. Wow. Yeah. So it was a, like a leadership school. For oh, you. leadership yeah. school. Take yeah. these guys, radical. Maker. Yeah. Turn them loose. Wow. So, so and now we just what thirteen. Thirteen. Thirteen teen challenge. Thirteen teen challenge centers. Across the Altai. Mm-hmm. How often do you go back there? Well. 
up until, you know, just recently in yeah. COVID, I was going back. The first few years, I went back twice a year. Oh, so wow. we left in uh, 98. Right. Came back to the States, and I, I went back uh, multiple times for the next several years, and then I, I uh, scaled that back down to one once per year. So you've been, you've been back a lot. I've been right. back 30 times, yeah. you know, over the last 20 years. You came back to Shreveport, got elected as pastor at Life Church. Yep. And you were there, what, 14 years? 14 years. Yeah, so what year did you get elected? 98? Now, I I was I came back for two years. Yeah. Uh, before I was elected as as okay. the pastor and okay. just helped out a variety of churches around North Louisiana. Gotcha. Helped out our local church and, and they use uh, a life church. Yeah. yeah. And, and then, then you and I our paths cross again. We both got elected to the district board the same year. Right. Which was. It had to be the hand of God. Yeah, mid mid two thousands, wasn't it? Yeah, so, it was yeah. two thousand and six. Okay. Because. Yeah. It was right at the Katrina for us. Okay. So we were homeless, and I went to the sectional meeting, and somebody nominated me, and I said, hey, that's not a good idea, and because uh, I don't have a church even right now. And the guy said, nobody else wants it. That's what they said. Nobody else wants it. I said, why do y'all think I want it? <laughs> so I got elected that night against my own uh, better judgment that got elected. Well, that happened to you. Yeah. So the way I got elected is I was on a trip, Yeah. and I'm in Atlanta, Georgia, and I get a phone call from the they're having the 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 sectional meeting, and yeah. my name has been given and nominated. <clears throat> this is a funny right. story. That's great. So they call me to see if they if my if they want my name to that be removed. Stand. But I'm in such a heavy downpour of yeah. rain. Right. I can't understand what they're saying. <laughs> so they can't hear me say no, yeah, they just, so they just said, <laughs> they just let it, so that's how I got elected. Let it uh, both of us our own objections. Like, that's not a good idea, y'all. I even told the guy who was stepping out, I said, y'all, this is not a good decision. Y'all going to regret this real soon. Uh, but So our first board meeting, we show up together, so there's, what, 18 people at the board meeting or something like and, that? And we're on opposite ends of the state. Yeah, we don't even know each other. I mean, yeah. we have lost contact. We didn't really know each other. Right, we knew of right, each other, but right. know each other. Yeah. So we walk in that day, our first board meeting, yeah. and they they sat us together. side by side. Yeah. Literally, you know, you and I were sitting <clears throat> in adjoining chairs. Yeah. You know, that's how I am, yeah. Doug, I am, Scott. And so we're, I'm coming from the northwest, you're coming from the southeast, and yeah. we met right, right in, in the, the middle. middle of the state. We met in Alexandria, <laughs> sat by each other, and, yeah. you know, it was like we picked up where we left off 20 yeah. years you know, yeah. before then. You know, it's like yeah. we, were, we became yeah. instant best friends. That's, that's so true. we went true. a lot together. We got in trouble together. Yeah. We got called before the board together. <laughs> <laughs> we have repute together. We you made know, we made some terrible <laughs> resolutions. <laughs> I got in trouble for not following Robert Schultz of order. I, I was always we're still, we're in still tr- getting in trouble for that. I was always in trouble. Like, Doug, let me take this. You, just you just chill out. Because <laughs> you knew you understood them. Because you, 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 not only do you have a an associate's and a bachelor's, you also have a master's degree. Master's degree in theology. In, in theology, yeah, yeah. and you just finished your doctorate right in uh, leadership. Right, Dr. Man, yeah, missional leadership. You're one of the smartest people I know, bro. You have four degrees, which is four more than me. You are brilliant, That's man. Funny. No, yeah. it's it's uh but here's here's the fun thing about, you know, going back to to 2006. Yeah. It was such a critical time in our year in it our was. in in our fellowship Looking here. Looking back now it was. And uh how God used again you and put you in that place, put me in that same place. Yeah. Really, almost 
you know, outside of our will and our decision. Yeah. He just kind of made it happen. Didn't mean to be there. Yeah. <laughs> we didn't mean but, to be but there But I think he was there. I think he put yeah. us there for a purpose. It was God. It was, look back now, it was yeah. the hand of God, even yeah. though I didn't want to do it and you didn't want to do it. Yeah. I think it was God's plan for yeah. us. You know, we, we fought it, but. So I look back on some of my life and, yeah. you know, whether it's the Keith Green track or yeah. that moment when it's torrential downpour. Instrumental. You yeah. can't answer. Yeah. yeah. I remember one time and, uh, because my life right now is so involved in, you know, our fellowship and Assemblies of God and uh, our fellowship in Louisiana that I was on the way to a a sectional meeting with full intent to resign. Hmm. And I get a phone call from Pastor Denny and somebody I don't even know who the who told him, you know. She's like, Scott, what are you doing? Well I'm I'm which he never went anyway, Mm -hmm. you know, but I'm he's like what are you doing? I said, I'm on my way to the sectional meeting. He said, I know that, but what are you going to do when you get there? I said, Pastor, I'm going to resign. So he he said, no, you're not. I was like, Pastor, well, how do you even know that? And why he. do you even care? Yeah, he why said, are you calling me and telling me not to do it? Yeah, he, he said, no, you're not. Mm-hmm. And it was that word that kept me in the game. Yeah. And those those little moments in our yeah. life, aren't those amazing? You They're go back God and just moments, look. Man. Yeah, You couldn't plan them. No. You don't see them coming. No. And they leave as quicker than they came. Yeah. But it changed everything. Change, change. It's a yeah. life changing, life changing moment. And you stayed there uh, as a presbyter for what, eight years? Or uh, like yeah, from 2006 yeah. to 2010, I was elected as an executive presbyter. Right. right. And, then and then four years and later, then the superintendent retired. Yes. And we, we, we nominated, you know, you. Yeah. And, and apparently it was the Lord, yeah. you know, because you got a huge. First ballot win, you know, right. or second ballot, whatever is the first, um, you know, when you're allowed to elect. Right. And you've been serving now. This is you've been here eight years. Eight years. Just had another election, and you, you got four more to go now. Four, four more. You won to go. last night. Yeah. Or yesterday, so you have another four. So right. you'll do twelve years here, God willing. Yep. Yeah, and man, you have radically changed our district, our network as a whole new place because of you, man. Well, I say we, we have. Well, I think it's, there's a large you, group. You were the leader, man. Yeah. I mean, we all helped, but you were the leader. You were yeah. the lightning rod, yeah. and you, you absorbed most of the pain and most of the change. You know, you, you've been a great leader, man. You've just trailblazed. And you got some more things to do. I know your vision's still yeah. expanding. The district office has been um, sold, and you got uh, plans to build a new one at, in right. at the camp. All right. that's public or no? No, no, it's all public. In fact, so. Dan just just told me just a few minutes ago that yeah. all our permits, everything yeah. is in order. So this next week, yeah. we start groundbreaking Woo! at the campground. And yeah. one of the things uh, that that I think most excites me about being there at the campground is that I think the Lord's really shifting us to see that as yeah. more than just a place for kids and youth to come and have camp but to let's start redefining it as yeah. a ministry center. And it's going to be a place where you develop future pastors and That's, church planners. I just had that conversation mm-hmm. with someone asking me how are we going to 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 uh, facilitate the need of revitalization and church planting. And I, I shared with him uh, a thought there that that I just believe was the Lord, you know, uh, yeah. in looking at certain uh, schools and leadership types of yeah. of uh, facilities 
elsewhere and and just co- really complaining you probably never complain to the lord but never ever so often right and complaining to the lord lord where's our leaders right. to to uh plant churches and yeah. and go into these open areas and then the lord really challenged me scott you develop them yeah. you develop them speaking as a as a fellowship so that's when i just felt drawn back to our campground to say yeah. let's use those facilities you should yeah. use those dormitories use yeah. those kitchen facilities and let's right. create our own leadership school right. for the sole purpose of planting new churches and moving in areas where we can reopen and revitalize there's over 100 acres there right Something like that at the yes at the yeah, campground right. Right. the campground with all of the facilities for the camp plus now there's going to be a central office there right to lead the district, and it's going to become a training hub right. for church planners and church um, pastors who are revitalizing older churches. Right. And that's just amazing. What a great vision. Yeah, I'm very excited about that. Yeah. I think so, that will be, in the next year or so, our yeah. our priority, our big yeah, thrust. Our, our training yep. arm. Well, we're wrapping it up, and I, I know you get busy. you got more meetings to go back to here at the League Conference. But before you go, you just wrote a book. Right, and I want you to show it, hold it up, and let's yeah. uh, let people see. This book is called the Joseph, the journey. Joseph journey, and I love the name, the Joseph journey. I read you put journey on the front page, man. <laughs> That's the same font that we used to is on, it really? on our church. Yeah, I That's love the same, it. I can't remember the name of it, but the journey font is the same. Well, when you we told me the journey font, when you, when you told me you liked the book, I said you only like the name. <laughs> I do like the name a lot, man. <laughs> you like any name with journey I, in and it, and I love that you put it in the back cover, man, as an yeah. endorsement. Well. You you are different. Yeah. And uh, when my editor said, Scott, you need to get some folks that will endorse it, read it, yeah. and write a little bleep about it, yeah. you're you're the first name that came to oh mind. Oh, my gosh. I'm so honored. Man. And, you uh, book. You know, but so, you know what? This is your life story. When I read the uh, the syllabus or the outline right. of your book, I thought, yeah. man, this is Scott's life story. Yeah. You know, because you've been on this Joseph journey for 40 years. I've watched you on this Joseph journey. Yeah. And I know it's full of principles and stories that are going to help so many people. Well, I'm... I'm, I'm I love uh, the opportunity to, you know, not just physically sit down with somebody, yeah. but to really sit down with somebody and share yeah. some things that have been dear to my heart. Yeah. I almost named it uh, number 11. Really? Yeah, because wow. Joseph was son number 11. That's true. And it's about people that have been born and in Joseph's culture back in the day, yeah. there would have been no chance for him to no. make anything of him life. No. He would at best been destined to survive right. and eke out a meager, yeah. meager existence. Right. Instead, number 11 became a ruler yep. of the world. Yes. Yeah. So Number 11 is a great title for a book, man. I don't, uh, yeah. I don't know if you should have reconsidered that. <laughs> Maybe in the second printing. Right, right. <laughs> Make it a subtitle. Right. <laughs> because really everybody wants to be number one. Yeah. In our culture. Yeah. So I had this little little, little phrase in yeah. there, I'm number 11. Yeah, that's I'm good. I'm number 11. That's so good. And what, what does that really mean? Yeah. It's like against every cultural yeah. gravitational push that right. wants to keep you down, mm-hmm. God's going to raise you up. That's so good, man. Going to give you so a dream and raise you up. Somebody watching the podcast wants to get a copy of your book. How can they do that? You can order it off of Amazon. What's it called? The Joseph Journey. Okay. And the subtitle there is An Unlikely Path to Greatness. Uh, Amazon and what else? Barnes & Noble. Okay. 
you can also order it. This is not so familiar, but it's yeah. bookbaby.com. Okay. Or you can go straight to a special Facebook page that I manage called mandate.world. Okay. And it's a discussion page over folks that have read it, Got and it. Uh, you nice. could order it from there as well. Man, what a great book. Man. Yeah. Well, before we go, you're a granddad. I am. Let's talk about the most important subject in the world. <laughs> Tell us about your grandkids. One that our son, or, or excuse me, our grandson, yeah. Noah Scott, yeah. who has his name after me. I know, I know you have, a, have some a that are David. Yeah, named after you. Yeah. And uh, so special. Noah Scott will be six yeah. in a couple of weeks. Oh, my gosh, six and years old. Then I have two uh, granddaughters that are about two months apart, and they're What's both their names? two. Uh, Maven, yeah, and Brit and uh, Brittany's d uh, daughter is uh, Abigail. Abby, oh, we call her. Gosh. So, I got her saying uh, "Poppy's sweetie." So oh. she says that my heart melts. So they call you Poppy. Poppy. Oh, I'm Poppy. That's so sweet. So three grandkids. <laughs> yes, Man. and all the time that we spend in Russia, uh, Doug. This is a great story here. Just really quickly, uh, the western side of the Altai region where I lived in Russia was the eastern border of Kazakhstan. Yeah. And during, we planted a church, one of our church's uh, cities that we planted was Rupsovsk, which is right there very close to the Kazakh border. Yeah. So we would, in that city, we would often go to the border of Kazakhstan and they never would let me cross. Mm -hmm. I always wanted to go across I, and we'd keep going. We'd go several times and hoping they'd let me through and they yeah. never would as a, as a foreigner. So I would stand by a barbed wire fence and the group of us would just point our hands to Kazakhstan <sighs> and pray. Jesus. Just pray for the nation, pray for the country. Okay. Little did I know that several years later, the Lord would give my son a wife from Kazakhstan. Oh, my gosh. Now my granddaughter is part Kazakh, and she's going to grow up speaking Russian and you English. Pray, you prayed her into the kingdom, man. Is that crazy? That's just a beautiful story, bro. Is that, and today, it's with me here in this yeah. meeting is yeah. the general superintendent of Kazakhstan. No way. Yes. I know they were here. That's amazing. A dear friend of mine. And next week, yeah. I'm going to be able to go and be part of the founding uh, board of uh, the uh, Central Asia Theological Seminary that Global is doing. Wow. And it's going to be in Kazakhstan? It's, it's of course, it's Global University. So it's online. It'll be online, it. but it's yeah. Central Asia. And they're going to focus on the uh, language of Russian, yeah. of Kazakh, and of a Chinese language, Uyghur. Yeah. Which just is, yeah, is huge. Been in the news a lot lately. Yeah. yeah. So is that amazing? Scott, that's just incredible, bro. <laughs> Absolutely incredible, man. Yeah. Three grandkids. I call you Poppy. Yeah. I know you're in love with them. They're the world. When they and call, that, everything stops. Yeah, just Isn't that true? Find a way to quit your job and just be with your grandkids all the time. That's huh? so true. That. Yeah. Yeah. Man, I'm like, so enjoyed our conversation. Me too. Thanks for making a little time for us. I know you're a busy guy. Appreciate your time and you and Pastor Kara and your yeah. your kids and grandkids are such a dear dear family to everybody in Louisiana. Wow. Thank I'm grateful you. for you guys. Thank Thanks you. for your leadership and for your love through the years. And we just really honor you and appreciate you 
stopping by our, our podcast today. So yeah. Pastor I've Scott, Dr. It. J. Scott Holmes. Amen. Yeah, yeah there he is, y'all. <laughs> well, hey, we've enjoyed being with uh, my bishop today, our pastor. This is uh, Pastor Scott Holmes. Uh, we hope you've enjoyed it also. Uh, if you're new to the podcast, maybe you need to uh, watch some past episodes or you want to find out more about Journey, uh, you can go to jf.church, uh, find out more about us, or uh, better yet, download the Journey app. Go to your app store, type in Journey Fellowship Church, and you can download our app. It's complements of Journey. It's packed with information, loaded with resources to help you in your journey to become a fully devoted follower of Christ and driving directions to our campus in Slidell. If you live on the North Shore of New Orleans, come visit us. Uh, we'd love to worship with you. We have two Sunday services, 8.30 and 10 o'clock. Uh, you can also join us online uh, at 10 or 6 p.m. Uh, we'd love to worship with you, and we are grateful that you spent some time with us today. So this is Doug McAllister on behalf of Journey Fellowship Church. Thanks for joining us for stories I didn't tell last Sunday. <laughs>